to be honest, I feel like most of the times I've, I've struggled kind of liking the saints, I guess to say it in that kind of way. I've, a lot of times when I hear stories of the saints or different biographies of these saints from long ago, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, but it, it oftentimes feels very disconnected from where I am. I see all these stories of all these saints who do these great and incredible things. And while in a sense it does inspire me to keep going, it also at the same time makes me aware of how not a saint I am. As I hear about St. Francis of Assisi who gave up everything, went to, gave his entire life to the Lord, founded a beautiful religious community. I hear about like St. Therese, a beautiful Carmelite nun who just writes so beautifully about her deep intimacy with the Lord and just like how much she wanted to give everything for him. I hear about like Mother Teresa who again gave everything and to serve the poorest of the poor in beautiful ways of service. All these saints... But I, and, and it's nice, but I'm also aware that like I am not St. Francis, I'm not Mother Teresa, I'm not St. Therese, I'm not any one of these incredible, beautiful models that I want to look up to. I do look up to them, but like oftentimes, if I'm honest, don't actually believe that I'll ever get to that level. Like I'll get to, I mean, I'll be kind of holy, I hope, but not like saint level, right? The saints are the people in my mind in this narrative that they're perfect, they do all these great things, they never mess up, they never struggle, they never do anything wrong. And if you hear a biography of a saint, how often do you hear about the bad things that they did? Oftentimes we hear these stories of the saints, it's all these incredible acts that they did, it's one beautiful thing after another, after another, after another. Maybe in in some cases you hear some suffering sprinkled in, but it's always painted in this very beautiful, positive light that has the, the, the negative side effect of making it seem almost unattainable. And I forget that I can actually be a saint. I, I lose that. And I believe the lie that that's great and I'm going to try as hard as I can, but it's not actually possible. Began to have a little bit of a transformation when I discovered two saints. So they're, they're on the way to be saints. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati and blessed Carlo Acutis. He was just recently canonized a couple of years ago now. These were two saints. When I heard about them, first of all, they're, they're relatively recent. Carlo, I think, died in 2015, so very recent. And as I read their stories, I read a book of letters by, by Pierre Giorgio Frassati. It was letters that he wrote to his friends and family and whatnot. And what struck me about those letters was that there was absolutely nothing striking in them. It was letters of a guy to his friends talking about how he was struggling with school, he was lazy, he didn't do the work he was supposed to do. To his mom and dad writing about like normal things that a 20-something year old guy would talk to mom and dad about. It was so utterly ordinary. Nothing, like I was struck by nothing that he said. And that very fact struck me. Because that guy's a saint. Carlo Acutis was a 15-year-old boy. He played video games. He, he, he loved the Eucharist. He went to Mass. He, flew. he was faithful to the Lord. But he was, he was a kid who tragically contracted leukemia and ended up passing away. But he was so ordinary. And as I learned about those two saints, I think for the first time, I began to see myself in them. And I began to realize, huh, maybe I can, maybe I can actually do that. Not that like they didn't do it, they didn't do anything incredible, but they're saints. We say that they're in heaven. Well, I mean, blessed, but close enough. They're on the way. I began to see myself in the saints for the first time. 
And it began to, like, I began to do digging and kind of like reading into this topic and learning about like th- that the saints weren't these perfect people, but they were normal people who knew their struggles and weaknesses, yet also did not let that stop them from serving the Lord. Learn about St. Jerome, who was a priest in the, in the 400s. He translated the Bible. He's the reason why many of us can read the Bible in the languages that we do today. He was a jerk. He had an anger problem. He was impatient. People did not really like him. And there was never a moment when he converted and was a beautiful, humble, holy man. Not when he was holy, but he, was, he consistently struggled with patience. Yet he's a saint. St. Augustine, St. Ignatius, at best, had checkered pasts. Struggled with all kinds of, of sins, particularly for Augustine, sins of lust. He's the one who famously prayed, Lord, give me chastity, but not yet. I'm not ready to accept it, but you know, I want it one day, right? They were not perfect people. But they were, they, were, they were people who know their weaknesses. They surrendered their weaknesses to the Lord and did not let that stop them from trying to get back up again every time they would fall. If we really get into the lives of the saints, we see that they weren't perfect. They were not absent from sin. There is not a single saint who did not also struggle with sin. Saints are not perfect people. They're just sinners who kept trying and kept getting back up and let nothing stop them. Even if they didn't do anything remarkable or incredible in their life, they were just simply faithful to where God had them. Those people are saints. And as I learned about that, as I sat with that, I began to believe, man, this is possible. Sainthood is not something that's locked up back in the past. Sainthood is not something for those few remarkable people who we lift up. There's not a single one of us in this church right now who cannot be... Every single one of us in this church can be a saint. Not one of us is excused from that. I believe just as there's saints from Calcutta and Avila and Loyola and, and Lisieux, there should be saints from Chakpay and Shupik and Vashri and Thibodeau. There should be just as many saints from all those places. Because the saint is not someone who does these great and incredible things. The saint is someone who, is, who knows their weaknesses, brings those and surrenders those to God, and does not let that stop them from getting back up. That's the definition of a saint. The church lifts up this reality of all saints, because if we really looked at each one of their lives, no one saint is like the other. Every single saint is unique, unrepeatable, had their own struggles, had their own family situations, had their own shadows of the past, had their own things that they struggled with. And it creates this beautiful tapestry of how incredible, like how many different ways holiness can look. I guarantee you, if you're struggling with something or if there's some, some, some dynamic in your life that weighs you down, there is a saint who has struggled with that. All the saints help us to know that we are never alone in the situation that we feel like we're in right now. And they're meant to give us hope that it's actually possible. For me, it was Pierre Giorgio and Carlo Acutis that, ga- that really gave me that hope for the first time. That I could be a saint. Like, St. Patrick of Thibodeau is coming. And we should all say that about ourselves. Saint, wherever you, whoever your name is and wherever you're from, like, that's the goal. Nothing short of that. That's what God has created us to be. Not because we're great, but because God is. And because I let him be great in my life. If we all respond to that grace, like, this is a church full of saints right now. And praise God for that. 
Let's pray today for the grace that we can respond to what God wants to offer to us so that we can be the next generation of saints from, from Homo Thibodeau and Chak Bay and all these places. That's God's desire. May we respond to that grace today. Amen.